Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, Dan Kaplan. I'll tell you who else is in the ring. It's our next guest, State Representative Ron Weinberg from uh, House District 51. Representative Weinberg has been with us before, most recently, after his courageous and, and our opposition to this fire hose of venomous anti-Semitic attacks from elected Democrats at the state capitol. And he, and he stood up so effectively to that. And he's back today to join us to preview the upcoming session and to uh, see where we're at now with some of the fallout from that uh, obscene anti-Semitic display that, that he and others were subjected to at the Capitol. Representative Weinberg, welcome back to the Dan Kaplan Show. Good afternoon, good evening, Dan. It's good to be back. Thank you, my friend. Uh, hey, before we get into a preview of this session, I saw this report in Colorado politics that uh, Representative Epps, Democrat Representative Epps, said she's been expelled from her Capitol office and, and again, as we had talked about before, Representative Epps had interrupted you while you were on the floor, you know, standing up to the anti-Semitism from her and others. And has she been expelled from her office? What do you know about that? Honestly, I, that's the first I'm hearing of it. I, oh, really? I know she okay. was taken off the judiciary, but I have not heard about the office move. Oh, okay. Okay, well, hopefully the report is true. But uh, but in any case, hey, hard to believe this session is, is gearing up again already, but uh, give us a preview, if you would, of, of coming attractions and detractions. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I would have given you a completely different opinion two hours ago, but uh, literally just an hour and 45 minutes ago, there were protests and riots outside Governor Polis's office, uh, a mob of Palestinian supporters were screaming and shouting from the river to the sea. And, um, you know, with that outlook again, um, I try to be naive with thinking it was over during the special session, but mm. my outlook for this upcoming session is now going to be not about the people of the state, not about relief for property tax. Um, it is going to be a continued disruption. I'm, I'm fearful that they're going to resort to things like shutting down the gallery to where the public mm. cannot attend their representatives' uh, meeting. Uh, it's, I, I'm, I'm not hopeful that this is going to be a session that any state would brag about. Boy, horrific. And, and it's going to be up, obviously, to the Democrats who control everything to stand up to this in a forceful way, which, which Polis has done the opposite of so far, right? And, and, and you would expect 
Jared Polis as governor of this state to have stood up from day one to, to, to these folks because this from the river to the sea, I mean, what they're calling for is genocide, right? They're, they're calling for the destruction of Israel and the Jews because that's the only way you get Palestine from, from the river to the sea. Absolutely. It's, it's an eradication, uh, a genocide of the Jewish people, um, which is exactly what they're saying we're doing. So the hypocrisy that comes into all of this just flabbergasts me every single time. There's, there's no peace or notion of let's be civil about, about it. It's literally just violence and violence every time. Yeah, and tell us some more about what happened down at the Capitol today, because that that is not showing up in a lot of reporting right now. I've been hearing about it, but it's not showing up in in reporting that can be found online, not a lot of it. So give us your take on it, please. Oh, yeah, 40 people marched in and with Palestinian flags, with uh, the scarves draped, uh, with mosques over their face. Um, You know, why the mosque, right? Always you you ask the question. Um, and just took over the building. This is the busiest time for the Mm. staff members in that building right now. This is Mm. the busiest time for our Republican staff members. This is the busiest time for our janitors. I mean, everybody that we as taxpayers are paying for and volunteers and everybody getting ready for next Wednesday when we go back to session, they're all there trying to prep to make sure that we have everything we need and you know i just want to give major kudos over to you know the deputy chief of staff which is nathan fisher uh you know alec hannah over there our comms director william i mean they uh, have to endure this stuff while they're trying to make all the representative jobs easy and they get disrupted and they get put into harmful situations because you know, these things can flip on a heartbeat. Oh yeah, they can. Oh, yeah. they can go out of control really fast. Our state patrol has to stand fast. You know that they're handcuffed, um, not being able to control the situation, right. standing there and not being able to get it under control. What happens if one of our state patrol members gets hit in the face? Right. Um, this is ridiculous. There's well, and you know, if the that. state patrol, if the state patrol was allowed to do what the state patrol does. The state patrol would would deal with this quickly and decisively, but but as you say, you know politicians are handcuffing our law enforcement, which brings us back to the governor. So, Representative Ron Weinberg, our guest, what was the response today? You know, to these these haters who took over the Capitol. It just, they just there is no response. It it just happens. Um, they they make their loud noise. And nothing happens. They don't get removed. They don't get... They, even when they try to get reasoned with, they bring up ludicrous statements of why they're allowed to be there. Uh, does anybody know that people are working in this building? It's not just a building that is functioning in 120 days of the year from January through May for legislators, senators, and House representatives. This is a building with people that have families and, and, and lives. And it's functioning yeah. behind those wooden doors. So, no, there, there's not, nothing is done. It's, it's, and and it's what kind of response do you think Polis would order if these were Trump supporters? Invading the Capitol oh. and disrupting the business? <laughs> yeah. 
That's a great comparison. I, that, I think we all know what that response would be. Uh, let's compare it to another insurrection of Trump supporters taking over a building, shove them to the ground, put them in jail, wait for trials. Like, come on. This is, this well. is not fair. And to your earlier point, Representative, it seems like a very dangerous business that Polis and the left are pursuing here because when you talk about the fact that, that you can presume these people are haters to begin with, right? Anybody who's who's calling from the river to the sea is calling for the genocide of, of the Jews again. And, and so you get a whole bunch of haters and you start enabling and emboldening and, and implicitly encouraging these haters uh, by not applying the law to them and, and by letting them be disruptive like this, it, it's very easy to see how that eventually then turns into a, an act of violence, even fatal violence. And it might be it might be a one off from somebody among the haters. It, it might be the mob mentality that then spills over that tipping point. But it's very easy to see how it gets there. Absolutely. This is at its truest form. Uh, a Democrat party who is in supermajority of everything on the state. Right. That is, they are in trouble. This is ridiculous. Yeah. They see it. They're fractured, and and they understand it. It's and they don't know what to do with it because it's going to get worse. This upcoming well, session is going to be terrible. Well, and and another comparison, and and we're so grateful to be able to speak with you about this. Because as you know, a Jewish member of the state legislature, you would think every single uh, member of the legislature, led, of course, by the governor's office and the governor himself, would be saying, wait a second, if nothing else, we cannot allow uh, our Jewish brothers and sisters, including, uh, you know, Jewish people who are in the legislature, who are staff members, etc., we cannot allow them to be subjected to this hate. You know, it, it would be as if, you know, that the Democratic Party was allowing the KKK to come in and, and subject African-Americans who work at the legislature to that kind of, of disruption and hatred, you know, that, that goes beyond any protected First Amendment. You know, it goes to disrupting a state legislature and a state capital. I, I can't imagine for a second that the Democrats would permit that, nor should they, but they should not permit anybody starting with, with you and, and other Israelis and other Jewish people to be subjected to this, to, to these calls to exterminate you? Yeah, and that's it's it said perfectly. I mean, it's I'll tell you one thing. I've got no concern with my safety. Uh, the Judeo-Christian alliance that I've got with my Christian counterparts is very strong. Representative Ty Winner, uh, Minority Leader Lynch. Uh, I, you know, I, I trust the people around me. I I feel safe. I think I think the governor, I think the Speaker of the House, I, I don't think they know what to do. They, uh, they Representative, to can you stay through a break? Can we continue this on the other side? Of course. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll, Absolutely. we'll be back shortly with Representative Ron Weinberg. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Hey, 
glad you're with us at 522. Uh, one of the most impressive people at the state legislature, Representative Ron Weinberg, uh, House District 51, kind enough to stay with us for a second segment. And Representative Weinberg, a Jewish member of our state legislature, has stood up very courageously and effectively before to anti-Semitic venom at the legislature, and we've talked about that on the show. Uh, but again, there was another explosion of that today at our Capitol that uh, Representative Weinberg is describing, and, and we're talking about uh, what has to happen next, because as, as he's told us, this is not likely to go away. It, it violates laws, it's disruptive of the public business, and it's fundamentally wrong to subject anybody, starting with our Jewish brothers and sisters, to these open calls for for genocide against Jews. So let's go back to that. Representative Weinberg, thanks for staying with us. For those who just joined us, can you describe the scene at the state capitol today? And we'll take it from there. D- disruption. It's disruption. It's a, And a segue into what's going to happen next Wednesday through 120 days of session, we only have 120 days during session to legislate and provide Colorado taxpayers and citizens relief. And this is just a glimpse into the future of of what we're going to experience. Uh, and I, I think they're practicing, to be honest. Hmm. Uh, practicing for what? Practicing for how they're going to disrupt our session. How they're going to drape uh, Palestinian flags over the gallery again, yell at us, um, and just disrupt procedure to where what we should be in the room for will not be conducted. And uh, there's only one alternative, right, is to shut them down. But if you shut down the 0.01% of people that are disrupting procedure, you affect 99 of other people who need to be in that room listening and a part of the the procedure. So, right, right, but I'm sure you're right because good. it's it, it's a way for these haters to get attention to their calls for genocide by disrupting the state capital and then the media that goes with it, etc. And in any kind of sane society, we wouldn't even be talking about this, right? Because the starting point is the governor would say. Hey, I'm the governor of the state. The people elected to me to make sure the people's business got done, and 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 that you know if people couldn't come down here and disrupt the business and call for the killing of anybody, and certainly not for genocide. So, in any kind of sane world, you know, the governor would be standing up and doing whatever needed to be done to stop it. Our governor's doing the opposite. So, can you describe Representative Weinberg for those who weren't with us earlier? Um, the, the apparel, the appearance, the the, the signs, etc., of the people who took over the Capitol today. Yes, absolutely. Masks on their face to be disguised and not recognized. Uh, shirts that read from the river to the sea. Palestinian flags draped up and down. Uh, baggy pants, not knowing what's what's behind. Uh, c- completely thugs. You're not talking about people in in well-dressed clothing trying to get a point across and to bring peace to the Middle East. You're talking about people that want to eradicate the Jewish people. Right. And and do you have any idea at this point, I would not expect you to, but do you have any idea who is organizing them? 
right? Somebody has to be pulling this together. If somebody has to be behind the logistics. On, on, during session, uh, if Representative Epps goes back up to the gallery and sits with the yeah. protesters and pretends that she didn't organize them being in the room. <laughs> right, right. Well, and as we were talking about before the break, it, it's just so fundamentally wrong in the most basic human level that you and, and any other Jewish person would be subjected to these calls for, for genocide of the Jews anywhere in the world, let alone at our state capital. And the only reason this is happening is because the governor won't stand up and shut this down. So, as we talked about earlier, for those who just joined us, obviously, if these were a bunch of Trump supporters, you can bet the governor would be shutting it down immediately. If, God forbid, it was a case, and it's very analogous to this, where we had these monsters from the KKK come into the Capitol, and and they were... You know, threatening, implicitly threatening African-American brothers and sisters, you can bet that would be shut down immediately, as it should be. But somehow, because it's our Jewish brothers and sisters who are the targets of this venom and hate and calls for, for genocide, somehow the governor's just going to give them a pass. Somehow the Democratic Party in Colorado is just going to give them a pass. What does that tell you? What does that tell you, Representative Weinberg? That, <laughs> that tells me... Um, after all of what happened during special session and everything that's transpiring today as well, that I need to lean more on my Christian brothers and sisters, my Jewish community, who is supporting me. And without the Judeo-Christian alliance, uh, the Jews would have nothing. And, you know, I would, all, all the, the pastors and the the, the Christian community reaching out and giving me an uplift of, and support. And again, a new outreach of the Jewish community in Colorado, which I never knew kind of existed until this all happened. Uh, Loveland is not a city of Jewish culture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, without them, I, I just I wouldn't be able to, to pursue. Well, it, it goes to what I think uh, Archbishop Shephew said on Air With Me the Night of Columbine, where he said, God never causes evil, but he causes good to rise up against evil. And I think what we see here is good from all walks of life, and to a certain extent across party lines, rising up against this evil that you and, and our other Jewish brothers and sisters are being subjected to. And the fact the governor won't join those people from across party lines to try to shut down this evil and this illegal disruption is is mind-blowing, but unfortunately, it's the moment we're in. Representative, how can people follow you on social media? Um, I'm just at Rep Weinberg um, on everything, and, you know, I'm, I I just want to say I'm grateful to you for, you know, letting well, me thank you. have a voice. And well, your words are so kind. You, um, well, You're well, pretty cool. Thank yourself. you, sir. And, and I don't mean to interrupt you in those kind words. We're grateful to you. The music means the segment will soon end. But I hope you join us often. Thank you. Be safe. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
537. Now, great Representative Weinberg with us. If you missed that, I hope you get a chance to catch it on the podcast. He's a, a state rep from House District 51 up in the Loveland area. Uh, happens to, to be Jewish, and he had stood up very courageously and, and very effectively against this uh, this hatred, this anti-Semitic venom that exploded at the state capitol after October 7. And he was with us today to preview the upcoming session, but, but then we needed to talk about what happened today, which was, uh, again, a bunch of these cretins, the, these venomous cretins descending on the capitol, calling for the eradication of the Jews, because that's what people are saying from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That's, that's what they're doing. The only way that, that, that you get Palestine from the river to the sea, and I understand the semantical arguments over the use of Palestine. The only way you get that is to eradicate the Jews and to destroy Israel. So that's what they're calling for. And and yet they're allowed to take over the capital to disrupt business at the capital. You know our tremendous state patrol, and we have a great Colorado state patrol, would, would shut that down in a heartbeat if they were allowed to. But why won't Polis stand up to this mob it is, to me, obviously so wrong and, and such a default of, of his core duties, you know, especially in a situation when we've seen courageous people across party lines. We've, we saw, what was it, 150 Democrats, Jewish Democrats, stand up and say, no, this cannot be tolerated at our capital. And Polis refused to sign that petition. Phil Weiser signed the petition. Other Jewish Democratic leaders signed the petition. Polis wouldn't. And, and, and so why? Why won't he stand up to that mob? So thank you to Representative Weinberg for being with us. And, and so sad to hear that this is gearing up again. But not a surprise, right? Because we all know, anybody who's paying attention, I think, knows that all of human history has been this ongoing battle between good and evil. And we see it playing out in its rawest form right now. We saw it playing out evil evil unfolding in its most raw form on October 7. I mean, that was like you open up the gates of hell and unleash demons on Israel, that that's the behavior we saw. And so Israel now fighting the good fight on behalf of all of us to defeat that evil. But that evil is here in America as well. And and we've seen it on display at, at the legislature before, and apparently it geared up again today. So let's hope that uh, Polis changes course and stands up and does what a governor should do across party lines you know stand up to the mob and say no you are not going to be allowed to disrupt our proceedings you're not going to be allowed to come down here and and to inflict this on our jewish brothers and sisters or anybody else just as come on we all know right i I talked to the representative about it if these were trump supporters doing this polis would shut it down in a heartbeat if this was, God forbid, those those evil, cowardly monsters from the KKK doing it at the Capitol and, and calling for the eradication of our black brothers and sisters, Polis would shut it down in a heartbeat, as he should. So why should it be open season on Jews? Why, why should the Jew haters be allowed to shut down our Capitol or, or severely disrupt business at our Capitol? Well, why should they get the exception? They get the free pass. It makes no sense. Evil is evil. Venom is venom. Hate is hate. But above all, you've got to obey the rules, right? And and you shouldn't give special class status to the haters of the Jews. 
And, and that's what's happening in many places in America right now, is the people who hate the Jews are considered above the law. And they're allowed to disrupt official proceedings. They're allowed to do things that, that violate the law and that others wouldn't be allowed to do. But because they're there to hate Jews, they're above the law. What kind of sick, twisted, backward uh, society permits that? Yeah. So this is on Polis. He needs to he needs to stand up. And he is not so far. 855-405-8255, the number. You can text me, Dan, D-A-N, 57739. Uh, a few texts here. Dan, if Chris Christie would promise to defend Trump full-throated and with his best Jersey mouth, I would support him as VP. That is a remarkable text. <laughs> I would love to hear from this texter because I'm, I've gone from a guy who, who really kind of liked Chris Christie and a lot of what he was doing to... To deep, deep disappointment. He's close to the very last person I would ever want to see as Trump's VP, and fortunately, there is no chance that will happen, right? Dan, a woman as VP would be good, but Nikki doesn't bring anything to the table for me if she runs with Trump. Flip-flop, civil war, not because of slavery, etc. And it's interesting. I won't belabor it. We've talked about it. One of the things I've been most surprised by in almost 30 years on air, is the depth of opposition, very visceral, to Nikki Haley among much of our audience. And I did not see that one coming uh, because I've, I haven't agreed with her on everything, but I've always seen her as you know, a bright star, very successful governor, successful U.S. ambassador to the U.N., uh, somebody who could attract a lot of people to the GOP. And I still think that she would do that as VP. Because I don't think any of Trump's loyal supporters are going to not vote for him because she's VP. But I think she would attract a bunch of people who otherwise would not be comfortable with Trump. And, and you know, all the good ideas, all the good policies aren't going to matter unless you win. And I think she would help him win. Now, do you think there's any chance that he will choose her? You've had Tucker Carlson say he won't vote for Trump if Nikki Haley's the VP. I think that was a... a bizarre, illogical, weird kind of dumb statement from an otherwise very smart guy. And I've disagreed with Tucker Carlson on some other things, but he's been brilliant in some ways. But but that statement, I mean, that isn't even logical, right? So Tucker Carlson is saying that he would rather have whoever the Democrat nominee is going to be. We know it's not going to be Joe Biden, but he would rather have the Democrat than have Trump and Nikki Haley together. Where's Where's the logic in that? And you may agree with Tucker on that. And if you do, please call or text so we can play that out. 855-405-8255. Text Dan, D-A-N, 57739. Dan, this is not a diss to plus-size folks. I'm just trying to clarify if Chris Christie would be the biggest politician at the top of the government in modern history. I think it's time to test uh, his likability with voters. Chris Christie has no likability with voters, right? I mean, the only reason he's running... He knows. He's a smart cat. He knows there's zero chance he'd be the nominee or the VP. The only reason he's running is to distance himself from Trump, just like Mike Pence. And Mike Pence I admire greatly and I think would be a great American president who has no chance to, to win. But, uh, but Mike Pence only ran to try to distance himself from Trump. So, yeah, I, I don't think Chris Christie has 
has anything to add there. Dan, love your show, but I think you give way too much credit to the American voters. I think 50 to 70 percent are clueless about politics and believe much of the crap the Biden administration feeds them. I know many that think that way. Um, Listen, if our texter was right, and thank you for the kind words, uh, we would have lost America already. If our texter's right, Donald Trump would not have been elected in 16. And make no mistake about it, the people who elected Donald Trump in 16, and then what Trump did in office, that saved American democracy. Because if Trump had not won in 16, the U.S. Supreme Court, those three appointments, would have been of liberal justices. And, and so you would have had every major policy issue ultimately decided at the U.S. Supreme Court. And, and therefore, our democracy as we know it would be lost. And, and because Trump won, and there were other benefits, obviously, but because he won, democracy was saved because the Supreme Court was saved. So if the texter's right, that wouldn't have happened. No, the reason that, that we won in 16 is you had a bunch of American people who normally don't pay a whole lot of attention to politics, who got involved and got active because they saw what the stakes were. And there was a candidate who, who got enough of their attention to cause them not only to see what needed to be done, but to go to the effort to do it. So, yeah, and if the texter was right, then we're just done, right? It, it, it's a matter of time. But I don't believe the texture's right, and, and I think history has proven that. Dan, VP should be Doug Ducey, former governor of Arizona. By doing that, he gets a foothold in the southwest while potentially helping to pull Kerry Lake into the senator role from Arizona. And Ducey would never outshine Trump. Interesting thinking there, my friend, which, which brings us back to, you know, the, the gender piece of this. And I want to talk about that a bit after the break. I'm a merit guy. Right. I'm with Dr. King. We, we start with the content of character. We start with with merit. But there are so many qualified women in America. Doesn't Trump have to have a female VP in, in order to maximize his chance of winning, assuming that person's fully qualified? And there are many who are. Doesn't he have to have a female? What do you think? You're on the Dan Kaplan show. show up. Thank you to everybody for their, their kind thoughts, text, etc. that I'm getting. Um, uh, you know, given that we we laid my baby sister to rest today, she passed shockingly, suddenly, unexpectedly in September. And then uh, we had been uh, working to be able to bury her with my parents. And we're all from Chicago originally, but my mom uh, was stricken with emphysema after my dad retired from Chicago Police Department. They moved together down to the Fort Myers area where they are buried, and so we wanted them to all be together, and those arrangements were able to be made, and, and so that service was today, and uh, and thank you to everybody for your thoughts. It's still just, it, it literally just scrambles the brain to sit there and to look at that tombstone with her name on it. And she's so young and working full-time, this tremendous paralegal, hadn't even needed to see a doctor in months, and then all of a sudden, a massive heart attack, and she's gone. And so it's just, you know, when you actually, and I know everybody listening has been through it, but when you actually see it on that tombstone, it just, yeah. So thank you to everybody for that, and thank you to Representative Ron Weinberg for joining us earlier. 
Um, he, who happens to be Jewish, standing up so well to the uh, just just the flood of anti-Semitism that's going on at our state capitol, disrupting activities. Unfortunately, there was more of it today. Polis won't stand up and shut it down, which is so fundamentally wrong because we've had so many brave Jewish Democrats, more than 150, stand up and oppose this anti-Semitism coming from fellow Democrats. They've stood up courageously against their own party, and Polis won't join them in that. It's, it's, um, it's so fundamentally wrong. But, you know, great thing about life, great thing about America is there's an opportunity to correct our mistakes. Let's see if Polis corrects his and goes into this session saying, no, nobody's going to be allowed to violate the laws down here. Because we've gotten to this bizarre place where Jew haters in, in certain Democrat-controlled places, including campuses, where Jew haters are above the law, Jew haters get some special class status that allows them to disrupt and intimidate and threaten and, and not be pursued fully under the law. It's the opposite of any sane society. In any sane society, those kind of haters would be the first to be dealt with fairly, under the law, but instead, they're considered above the law? No, Polis needs to, to do a 180 here and stand up and, and insist the law be applied against these Jew haters. All righty, back to the phone lines. Donna, you're on the Dane Kaplis Show. Welcome. Hi there, hey, Dan. Donna. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Hi. Okay, I have a few points. Just along um, on the topic of Polis... First of all, he seems to be quite the weasel. I think he's afraid these protesters will will protest outside of his home. And so he's trying to lay low. And um so yeah, he's not willing to take a stand. He just wants to he just wants to stay in the background and keep himself safe. Um and I also wonder if we were able to compare the faces of these animals that are um at our state capitol uh against of photos that we may have um, of the BLM protesters and some of these other organized protesting groups, I bet we would see a lot of the same faces, and we would find that they are mostly paid protesters by the likes of George Soros. And I'm really curious as to why that isn't looked into more. Let me jump on your point for a second. Thank you. Sure. Thank you for that. And thank you for bringing up BLM, because remember, it was Jared Polis who allowed the mob to destroy our state capitol before. Fortunately, they didn't burn it to the ground or anything like that. But but think about what he allowed the mob to do to desecrate our capital, mm -hmm. to, to spray paint our capital. And he allowed this to go on for months. So the governor in that unique position to protect the capital, which symbolizes all of us across party lines. It symbolizes mm -hmm. the rule of law. It symbolizes law and order. He allowed the mob to have it day after day, month after month. He literally went into yeah. hiding, to your point. Yeah, exactly. he, he disappeared he from public view for more than two days. Donna, I think we lost you there, but thank you for that good point. We'll pick We'll pick this up again tomorrow. Thank you to uh, Jersey Jeff Brantley filling in for Ryan Kelly. Her great job on the phones as she does every day. Above all, thank you to you for being here. And please join us tomorrow on the Dan Kaplan Show. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.